In a time of chaos and fear, a new super duo will rise to set the world to rights. One, a man with magical mind powers. The other, just a mashed up dude. For your salvation and entertainment, this is Doc Strange and the Dude. Hello there, dear listener, and welcome once more to Doc Strange and the Dude. I'm Doc Strange. And I'm the Dude. He is. He's the Dude. I hope that this uh, podcast finds you well and in fine fettle. Uh, I'm in a very good mood uh, because I've got a, I've got a, a custard slice right by me that my good friend the dude uh, gave to me today, and I brought it home, cherished it, kept it in the refrigerator, just ready for 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 the time when I felt a little bit peckish, and I'd had a a lovely tea and myself steak and chips and egg because I like that, and uh, filled my belly, and two or three hours have passed. And now I'm thinking, hmm, it's time for pudding. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Uh, anything you'd like to say to our dear listeners before we start with our ramblings? We've got a few things planned. Oh. Uh, a few things that we're going to talk about. Have we, Eck? Anything you want to say? And I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a bite. I'm going to have a bite of my cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nothing particularly going on since the last time we spoke, to be honest with you. I've been just kind of... I'm... <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing going on. Oh, you mean with you, not with the world. With me, sorry. With the yeah. world. Yeah, but. with me. <laughs> yeah, so the la- since the last time I spoke to you, nothing pretty much going on with me other than, you know, just working my time out in the day job that's that's ending. Uh, but Hurrah! because there's so much that's happened in the actual world, or especially in the UK... Mm. That mm, yeah. I've just I've just been exhausted. I've not had t- I've just not had the energy or time to come up with a new song or, or or focus on it because at the point where I go right, I'll start working on this story. Another three are coming in, and it's just going well. Hang on, no one's even thinking about that from yesterday anymore because there's these five other things. Maybe I should address yeah. them, and then before I can even get to them, I've, there's another three. It's just been a crazy, crazy week. I I agree, but I've got a mouthful of cake. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'll keep talking. It's it, yeah. It's been a, it's just been a crazy week. I've I've ventured out the house a couple of times. Uh, I've decided I had some things I wanted to post to family and friends to cheer them up. I'd made a donation in the past to a fundraiser for the Mister Jolly Lives Next Door van res- restoration campaign uh, and they very kindly sent me some badges and photos and things so I decided to sort of share that with my dad and one of my friends from home who I knew really liked that film too and I also had a, a, a drone that I was sending to my best friend for his, his son as well um, so I had to go to the post office a couple of times disappointed to be honest with you that public transport rules weren't being observed no you know there was probably at best 50 60 percent of people on the bus wearing a mask and i just wondered you know why the drivers were even letting them on that's supposed to be the law i'd be telling them to walk i'd be telling them to walk i'm sorry you're not getting on the bus you can't be bothered putting a mask on yeah you're not making my bus unsafe you're not gonna put me or, or my other passengers at risk you're not getting on i went into 
I went into Sainsbury's. Uh, nothing, this isn't Sainsbury's problem, by the way. Uh, but I went in there and uh, not a big one, just you know, uh, like a like a, the equivalent of a Tesco Metro, I yeah, suppose. I know you. And the girl behind the till had a mask on, but the guys stacking the shelves didn't. The the customers didn't. Um, I, I I was the only customer in there that had a mask on. What, what I've started doing is I'm wearing. Um, masks that i bought in january and they are um made by a company called moldex who make uh proper masks for um for everything and these are n95 these are proper um yeah. masks but the thing is you look a complete dick with one of these because they they're, they're big white masks and um so what i've done is I've, i put one of those on and then i put a bandana over the top of it and and it looks reasonable. I mean, I do look like a a, a midget bank robber, um, but sure. you know, but it it's working for me. I I really like how it feels because I felt really subconscious, subconscious, sorry, self conscious with the the white mask because it it just it makes you look like a painter and decorator. Um, nothing wrong with that, but I um I just wanted to jazz it up a bit, and I think that's the for me that's the way to go. There's loads of masks that you can buy. But the prices are unbelievable. I mean, for a bit of cloth and a bit of elastic, people are charging 15 quid. And then you have a look, um, other websites, you know, and so-called fashionable sites are selling masks for 30-odd quid. And it's a bit of cloth. I mean, it's yeah. not that, you know, and every single page will say, you know, these are not PPE. These are not guaranteed to save you from COVID and da 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 you know, they're basically saying, well, here's a mask. It's basically a fashion accessory. It's not going to do you much good. If you get COVID and die, you know, that's not our fault. Um, yeah. And I know any mask is better than no mask, isn't it? I mean, you know, it. Correct. from what I've heard, um, you know, you can wear a mask. And if everybody wears a mask and everybody washes their hands, that's better than lockdown. The, the only reason we went into lockdown, yeah. as we've said so many times before, is because nothing was done soon enough. The government didn't jump to and say this needs to be sorted. They just fanned about, ignored the experts, and then lockdown had to happen. And when it happened, it was too late. And it was the same in America. And they reckon that if we'd have locked down a week or two weeks before, we could have saved 85% of the people that died. But Chris... We're we're making the same mistake again right now what we... because already yeah because already Scotland has said masks need to be worn not only on public transport but in shops because by wearing them you can like we can reduce transmission by like and it's a ridiculous figure it's something like eighty seven percent or something it's it's a, it's an incredibly high figure yeah and it's like just for this tiny bit of effort you we can virtually you know eradicate by four fifths we can cut this problem down. It's it's a no brainer. Boris Johnson just came on TV. He did this ridiculous bumbling speech because they're about to open pubs again tomorrow, and we'll come to that in a moment. But in that in that press conference, a journalist directly said to him, "You know, Scotland are doing this. Are we going to be doing it?" And his response was, "Well, you know, we just have to kind of observe the safe distancing of." two meters or you know a meter plus for a start off well which is it is it two meters or is it a meter plus yeah. don't give us two figures what's the rule you're in charge 
And then it comes to shops and he said, but, you know, like obviously, you know, it's mandated to wear on public transports. I think it is a good idea to wear them in shops as well. Uh, and we'll judge whether or not we make that as a rule. Well, hang on. You've just said you think it's a good idea. If it's a good idea, then show some leadership and take that decision and say, right, yeah, we, look, we're way behind the rest of the world on this situation. We've got to start doing something. And this is it. But the, the problem is we're not doing that because the plan is still herd immunity. It's still the plan. It's the only explanation. It's the only explanation for having the entire presence of the Tory party in Parliament voting against weekly testing for the NHS. It's the only reason... They want all people to die. I mean, if you look back a few years... They seeded it. If you look back a few years, um, you know, you had Ian Duncan Smith, who, as far as I'm concerned, is a mass murderer. Uh, the amount of people that died uh, due to uh, Department of Work and Pensions failures people that are um, the aged, disabled, you know, uh, people starved to death, people died uh, when they it shouldn't have happened. And you're looking at it now, and what a great way, what a great excuse uh, to let all these people that are a drain, that are a drain on the economy, um, all these people that we should be caring for, that we should be looking after, people that have worked all their lives, in the case of the elderly, who, who need to be loved and looked after, People that are disabled that have got no choice but you know to have some compassion and look after people that can't look after themselves. What a great way to kill them all off! Let them get COVID, you know. Let them get coronavirus. Let them let them get the the, the disease COVID nineteen. Let them all die, and uh, we don't need to worry too much about pensions, about disabled income, and everything else. This is fantastic for the Tories. This is just what they want. All these austerity cuts that they've had for the last ten years have been killing people slowly. What a great way! Heard you heard immunity. A great way to knock out as many of these people as possible. And if a few healthy people die as well, great. You know, that's that's what's yeah. going on. Well, at risk of sound like, sounding like I'm repeating myself, we're making the same mistake again. Because this week, another thing that's come out, again, slipped through a lot of people's radar because of what's going on, is sanctions on people's benefits were suspended during COVID because... We were on lockdown. The economy wasn't working. People couldn't go out and look for jobs. You know, they couldn't go out to the benefits office and sign on and do all that. So they suspended the sanctions. This week, they've revived the sanctions again. So that starts again. So now people who are trying to shield and protect themselves, they've got to now go, well, I've got to go to the doll office and queue up and, and sign on. I've got to go and I've got to prove that I'm applying for jobs in this economy where this week, we've seen 12,000 redundancies, but we're going to sanction people for not making enough effort to find a job in that economy whilst most of the economy is still locked down and not operating. It's madness and it's going to torture people. It's going to create a mental health time bomb in this country that's already ticking from COVID. It's already ticking from the isolation we've seen over the last few months, the the social uh, isolation that kids have had from not being in schools. Again, we don't know the generational problems that this last few months is going to no, cause. We, and, no. and it's not and it's not over no, yet. No, we talked to that, about you know, that we're before. We're still not facing the end of it. We, we, yeah. we don't know what the ramifications are 
for um, not not just the lockdown and how it's mentally affected people and physically. Myself, I put on weight. All I did was drink loads of alcohol. I've been pissed every night. I've even done a couple of podcasts where I've got slowly got drunk and ended up slurring my words. And, and I'm completely sober right now, and I intend to be. Uh, I've had enough. I've had en- the, the way I'm seeing it is I'm 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 self harming. You know, you you might as well give me a Stanley knife and I'll just sit there cutting cutting my flesh because that's like what I'm doing internally with all this drinking. It's you 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 know you're depressed, you're miserable, you can't get out. Oh, have a have a drink and you'll forget all about it. Oh, okay, and that's what I was doing. And and it's not just me. Um, um, you know, the wife and the kids they'll go. Oh no, you're not alcoholic. And I'll what? Well, yeah, I feel like I am. I feel like I'm alcoholic. Oh no, an alcoholic does this. It does that. No, actually, you know, uh, uh, I might not have been waking up with hangovers, but I still feel shit. I feel shit that I've been uh, drinking. Well. These people that have got serious mental problems who have been trapped away and they they don't even know what day it is anymore. They, I mean, I was struggling. Think back, Chris, to when uh, earlier in this year where you took me to the cinema and we watched Joker. Yes. That opening sequence in Joker where he's, you know, he's, he's with his mental health worker and she's going, yeah, no, sorry, the funding's cut. It's gone. I can't take care of you anymore. You basically you're on your own, and he's like going, "Well, what am I going to do?" It's heartbreaking, and it is that lack, and it's that lack of provision that starts that whole tumbling that storyline off. And I know that's a story, but you know our culture reflects our our society. One of the best movies ever made, my mate. That I saw that I saw Joker five times and cried, you know, bawled my eyes out, got angry at the same time. It's a masterpiece. And anybody that doesn't understand mental illness needs to watch Joker because it's not about superheroes. It's about a guy having to deal with the fact that he has to act like he's got nothing wrong with him all the time when he really, really has. And he's and he wasn't getting the help. Well, it's not just mental illness. It's physical illness. You know, the people that are disabled or people that are just getting unwell. Um I mean, yeah. talking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. In in the film, yeah, he's on that medication because he does have dangerous levels of mental. Yeah, but I've been talking like, I mean, to the... I've been talking to people who have got illnesses. Uh, you know, they don't feel great. There's something like one one of my friends was saying today that he's got memory problems, and that he's 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 not focusing. His eyes aren't focusing like they used to, and he he went to. Um, he went to see somebody and he had this, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a memory test. And he said that uh, he failed his memory test He fa- and he failed with his eyesight. And he said, I don't know what's going on. I feel like there's something in my head. Well, uh, he said, his mate said to him, well, well, why don't you, um, you know, why don't you go to the outpatients or you know, whatever? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to bother them because there's people who have got cancer or they've got this and that. and I don't want to be troubling anybody. Well, how many people are sat at home not wanting to trouble anybody and fucking die? Yeah, yeah. Because they feel like, you you know, the NHS is under stress. There's all this going on. And I'm talking, I'm going to say it, I'm talking about my brother. My, uh, My brother... He's, uh, bless him, he, he's in hospital, he's waiting for heart transplant. This is the first time I've mentioned it, right, to anybody. Um, I, I mean, you know about it, but I've not said this. He he was so ill 
that uh, he, and he didn't he didn't want to go, he didn't know what was wrong and I was like well maybe you've got COVID he was like no I haven't I've, you know I've been I said well get get a test and he went and got tested and he said no it's not that and I was like well you sound like you got a really bad chest infection you know maybe you know g- get some antibiotics or whatever and he didn't want to bother anybody and he I think he rang up the doctors and they they give him some uh, antibiotics. Um, without really looking at him because you know there's they were in lockdown and they said oh yeah no problem go and pick him up at the whatever and uh, so he got some amoxicillin and he's having that and he's going no it's not really working and um he ended up uh getting getting taken to hospital right and he they, they got the paramedics out and they got him um got him to hospital and they said uh yeah he's it's not it's not just his lungs he's got an infection but it's uh he's got um heart problem Right, and he's uh, he's weak heart or something like that. Anyway, so the he was in hospital for I don't know five or six days, and anyway they sent him home, and his girlfriend's looking after him. She's an absolute star, um, and 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 I spoke to him, and he sounded really out of breath and and weak and wheezy and everything. And I said, Jesus, you sound terrible. You know, like this has been going on. Are you sure you've not got COVID? No, I haven't. And um, and next thing, my mum says that. She had to ring a, a an ambulance for him, and they sent him uh, to hospital again. So he goes back in. They do some tests, um, and then he ends up going to another hospital that specialises in heart transplants. Um, so yeah, that's what he needs. So he, my brother, who's forty one, is now waiting for a heart transplant. Now he he had leukemia twice, and um, and he when he was a kid. And he got through all that, but apparently all the treatment and everything and all all the um, chemotherapy and all that, it puts a lot of pressure on the heart and that's what it's done. And it, it, he's, you know, he's gone through life, um, you know, seemingly fit and healthy, but his heart's been struggling and uh, it just got to that point where it stopped working. And, you know, thank God he's still alive. Well, not thank God, I'm not religious, but, you know, it's a phrase. Um, thank goodness he's... Um, still with us he sent us a message he's all strapped up like uh uh silence of the lambs you know um and he, he's got this bed that turns him round and you know keeps him you know from getting blood clots i suppose but um but yeah that's my little brother and and he, he's in a right state but uh you know thank goodness for the nhs and for everything that we've got there they're doing a fantastic job, and they've, you know, they've. He's alive because of them. He's on a machine. Yeah, you know all that. I think you make. If a, we were in. You make an important point. I think that because of what's going on with COVID, that you forget that there is every other health condition still has to be dealt with. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Some some things will be delayed, you know, but there are other things that just can't wait, and there will still be staff doing all that stuff that they always do on a d- daily basis, 24 hours a day anyway for us. But the, the, the thing is, people are complaining about social distancing, right? And they're going, oh, you know, I won't be able to go and do this, that, and the other. Going, it's n- never mind that, it's not about you. Yeah. It's not about you, stop being so selfish. Oh, I don't like going there, I've got a queue for ages. Yeah, you got a queue because it's one in, one out. If you go to Little or wherever, you can't be just bursting in, you know. Um, And, and yeah, they should be saying, no mass, you can't come in. Well, the thing is, you've got these people who are saying, hang on, you, I don't want to be queuing. But the thing is, they're having to do social distancing in hospitals. And you've got people who would normally, you know, nurses, doctors, whatever, they're all they're all 
they're all in it together. They're all helping. They're all doing whatever they can, right? Well, now they've been split. They're in bubbles. So somebody who would normally be able to help at A&E or whatever can't because his duty or her duty is now to look after people with COVID. Yeah. And so everything's stretched and people don't realise that if if you go to A&E now, if, if you're lucky enough, there's people that, that are working. I, I cut my uh, thumb. I sliced my thumb two weeks ago. Uh, and I, I just went down to A&E and I thought, God, I feel so foolish. I've done this to my thumb. What an idiot. Wasn't paying attention. Chisel through my thumb, right? And I was lucky I didn't slice my thumb off. And I got down there and the nurse that helped me, this guy called Alexander from Poland, absolutely great. We had a really good old chat. And he was like, I'm normally at Southmead Hospital Um I think it's five five uh, days a week. He said, and then one day a week, I come I come to this A and E where we are now, and where I went to see him, and he we were having a right good chat, and he was sorting my thumb out, and he's going, it won't get infected. He's right, he's done a fantastic job. I'm gonna have a scar for life, but it you know fantastic. I've got my thumb, but he was he's Polish, right? And I said, how are you managing with all this, with all Brexit and all this sort of thing? And he said, it's a nightmare. He said, we honestly don't know whether we're staying or whether we're going. You know, we've got we've got family back in Poland and they're all saying, why don't you come back and all that. He said, I've still got my Polish passport, so, you know, I'm still a member of the EU. You know, I, I can travel. I've got me, uh, I've got me freedom of travel. I can go wherever I want to and, and this and the other. He said, but I choose to be here because I've got a job that needs doing and I've got friends here and I've got family here uh, and I've got this job that I love. He said, but if it gets... You know, worse. I, I, you know, I've got to think about my family, and 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 I was just like, if that guy, if Alexander wasn't here, my my thumb might have got infected. I might have ended up losing my thumb, right? And it's a small thing, but that guy saved my thumb, and I'm I'm so grateful that he was there, even during the time of this pandemic. Yeah. Um. But then you get people who are just like, they, they don't want to queue. They want to, well, why why can't I get seen? I mean, the palaver that I went through just to get to see this guy, you know, uh, stand there, what's your name, put a mask on, did it on all that. I was like, yeah, no problem, put a mask on. Uh, to be honest, I didn't have one on me because I rushed out the house to get down there and I'd left my mask in the house. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but anyway, so that that's just, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm so grateful why would anybody, and we go back to Brexit again, why would anybody vote to lose the NHS? Yeah. They were lied to, well, right? This £350 million on the bus and all that. Well, Bullshit. Before you, the, before you move on, on I, I think we'll, we'll move on to the Brexit elements of this week, I think, in the second half of this podcast, because there's still, there's still so much of the COVID stuff that we need to talk about. And right, yeah, go on. rightly, you point to the importance of the NHS and... This, I'm going to eat more cake. On Sunday, we're supposed to be doing another one of the clappings at five o'clock to say, because it's, I don't know, some anniversary of the NHS or, or whatever. It's supposed to be a, you know, his recognition of it. But how are we, how are we as a nation paying tribute? We're opening pubs up again on the, on the day before. So yeah. tonight, or rather, sorry, the, the night of July the 4th, they're going to be spend all that NHS staff are going to be spending their night stitching up all the idiots that have been drinking since six a.m. Yeah. in the morning. Because so yeah, six in a couple of hours from now, pubs are open again, and you bet your life there'll be some hardcore people that don't believe in wearing masks, that don't believe in COVID yeah. or lockdown or any of it, will be there at six a.m. 
to go, I'm going to have a pint. I've been bloody waiting for this. And on the 18th of July, we're going to start seeing a, a rise in COVID cases all over the country where the pubs are the hotspots. And I don't care what anybody says about social distancing or how they're going to do it or how we're going to handle it or how we're going to bullshit. People are going to have a pint and they're going to say, fuck it. And, and they've got that mentality anyway. And they're going to be mixing and mingling. Yeah, it's part of the strategy that uh, I think we've identified. And there's a big part of this that I'm, that you came up with a theory earlier. I definitely want us to cover in the podcast today. But this it's about getting the public to blame the public and to not blame the government for the failings that we've seen since February. Yeah. Because they've mishandled everything since February. Well, since January, since it was first known. And they've purposefully introduced herd immunity they seeded it into care homes they they purposely did this and now they're coming up with all these things that will say when we have the spikes ah it's not our fault the public didn't socially distance so or, you're talking about when i said um so the whole dominic coming things uh, driving up to durham yep that and also that was stanley a, that johnson was, you know well hang on we'll move on to that that was fixed okay and i said yep. that at the time this is misdirection. I'm a magician, right? I know what misdirection looks like, especially yeah. when I've already seen the trick. And magicians say, you know, you only do a trick once. You don't do the same trick twice. Or if you do it twice, you do it differently. Well, what they've done is they've done a trick and, and I've looked at it and then I've seen repeats of it and I'm going, hang on, I know what this is. I know what this is. This is misdirection. But it's not just that. It's also planting the seed to people. If this guy can do it, and he's better than you, then why don't you do it too? Now, we're talking about somebody who who married into money. I don't know what kind of money he had until he married, but, you know, he, his wife is from a super rich family. You, know, you go go back in time and, um, you know, her dad was in, in charge of Kenya, uh, you know, a great, great granddad and all. I mean... You know, yeah, there's, there's all money. kinds of things on, yeah, really old money. You can you look on Wikipedia. I mean, there was he was a slave trader. This he was still getting paid by the government um, for for all the slaves that he lost when slavery was uh, disbanded or whatever. But yeah, look on look on Wikipedia. I mean, the the information's out there. Um, but you know, th this this is not a nice bunch of people, right? And and so they've gone up there and they're making out. Oh yeah, I'm getting my eyes tested and all that. It had to be such an implausible story, right, so that the people would look at it and go, yeah, fuck off. If you can do it, you shitbag, and you're obviously making crap excuses, then why can't I take my family down to the South Coast? It's a nice sunny weekend, and that's why half a million people, was it three weeks ago, went to the South Coast and just completely filled the coast and the beaches, right? Well, they've done it again with Stanley Johnson. Because they said it's work this time. We got people to 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 go out and uh, by their their own um, on the, uh, and their own steam, and off they went, and they basically broke the, the the lockdown laws. What else can we do? Well, we've advised people not to travel. It's advisory not to travel by plane or go. Now Greece has said we're not having any flights from the UK. So what does Stanley Johnson do? He flies to Bulgaria a couple of days ago. Flies to Bulgaria. And then gets a flight from from Sofia Airport to to Greece, and off. Excuse me, I'm burping. And off he goes to his his villa. Right? Why have you gone there? Oh, I've gone there to COVID proof my villa. What the what? 
What? Yeah. You've, you've, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then on LBC today, uh, the the Prime Minister, I hate calling him a Prime Minister, he's a prick, Boris Johnson's asked, so what do you, what do you think about your dad? Did you not say anything? Oh, well, it's nothing to do with me. Right, that's you know that's that's up to him what he does, you know, just like it's up to uh, Cummins what he does. Like, hang on, hang on a minute. You're supposed to be the prime minister. You're meant to be telling people not to do these things, and and here you are going, oh, it's not, it's nothing, nothing to do with me. I wash my hands of all that. No, you, you, you're the you're the one that's meant to be saying this is what people should do and shouldn't do, and by rights, the the Greek government should have that prick under arrest. But I I wonder it. Now, th- this is where it gets conspiracy theory, and I don't want to do that, but how do we know that there isn't some kind of, you know, they haven't s- sort of done a deal, and I'm not saying they've done a deal with the Greek government, but they haven't done some kind of deal saying, you know, if you let us do this, if we do this little thing here, this little publicity stunt, uh, we'll do that for you. There's got to be, you know, a bit of give and take. They might have just done it on their own on their own bat and, and said, oh, you know, sod the Greek. I mean, I mean you know what? mentality these these rich knobs have maybe they've thought oh you know what the the greeks are nothing let's just go and send him over there and if they don't like it uh sod them you know but we'll tell them they can have the marbles back or something like that you know but whatever's gone on they've had this cocksure attitude that we can do whatever we want just like he's he was in his interview you know acting like well you know talking a load of shit and rambling and not making any sense. Why aren't people looking at this and going, this fucker's ruining our lives? You know... Th- well, it's... What you said about the, the, the magic trick, I think, is really spot on the money. And what they've done here is they've refined the trick. So, with the first incarnation of the trick was the science guy that was having enough visiting his mistress. Right? Yeah. So they go, right, here's someone official that's broken the rule, and we've, but we'll fire him. Yeah. The next yeah. one, Cummings comes along, does the same, I've broken the same rules, but you don't get fired. So there's, you go, well, hang on, we saw that caused a bit of stink. So this time they play it with Stanley Johnson, who they can control and just instruct to do whatever, but there's no accountability because he's not an elected official. No, I mean not that not that Dominic Cummings is, but he's an appointed advisor. Stanley Cummings is just his dad. You don't, you can't pick your family. No, nothing I can do. Nothing I can do about my family. It's not my responsibility. So he's great. It's this gradual step away. It's, it's hyper normalization of something yeah. that is absolutely out of order. That the prime minister is not taking responsibility for the. The, the the situation he's not taking responsibility for his special advisors he's yeah. not taking he can't even take responsibility for his closest family he certainly can't take responsibility for the nation that he's supposed to be leading through this crisis and it so is you've, a crisis yeah you've hit on something there right so i'm not going to give any way uh, any magical secrets away or anything like that um, or reveal anything but what you'll find is is that uh, if a magician does something once um, whether it's a special move or whatever, you, you see it and that's fine. He, he, he's done that. I'm watching. I'm paying attention. He does it again and you go, oh, he, he, he's done it again. Okay, I'm watching now. He does it a third time and you go, oh, that's just something that he does. I'll ignore that now. And yeah. so the 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 fourth time or, or sometimes on the third time, that's when the when the when the sneaky move happens. Right, because what they want to do is be able to catch you out, right? So you just 
it's it's about looking natural it's uh natural movements if you're going to do something do it in a way that's natural and then when people get used to seeing you do that they just get bored of seeing that and they don't think about it and that's when you sneak whatever it is under the noses right well they're doing the same thing here they, they're doing it in a way that makes you first of all look at it and go hey what he oh my god what what a terrible man he, he's a scientist and and he's gone off and done that that's terrible and then the second time it happens, that's terrible. He's gone and done that. Why can't we do that? And then the third time, oh, for fuck's sake, these are taking the piss. Right, love, let's book some flights to Greece. Yeah. And it, and it, and it just goes like that. Like you say, it normalises it. And so, uh, and I read something as well today. If, if you, um, uh, uh, when it comes to face masks, hotels, uh, if you go into a hotel, it usually says something like, um, uh, p- please use your towel more than once as we're trying to save the environment, right? <laughs> and pe- and what the and what the people do? They they throw the towels in the bath and they go, I want more towels and and that's that. But apparently, if they change the wording and it says something like, uh, most people prefer to reuse their towels to save the environment. Just by changing yep. the way it's said, when they read it, they go, oh, yeah, most people would do that because most people are reasonable and I'm reasonable. So what I'll do is I'll reuse my towel. Nudge theory. If they use that same, yeah, if if yeah, if yeah, you do that with uh, masks and say, you know, uh, respectable people or, you, you know, you could say intelligent people uh, wear masks because they know it's not only going to save their health, but the health of the family and their loved ones for example, then you go, oh, actually, that's a good idea, rather than you must wear a mask, you know, uh, so you don't spread it. And then you're going to walk around going, well, well, I haven't got it anyway. I haven't got it. I haven't got it, so I don't need to wear a mask. Well, no, you should wear a mask in case you have it because you're probably not showing symptoms and you're not going to know for a week or two if you've got it. By that time, you've coughed and spit and spluttered and gleated over everybody. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's a... You know, one in a billion chance that there's someone listening to this podcast right now that is in denial about COVID and so forth, because I don't think that's the sort of demographic we're likely to draw in, if if any. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, but if there I is... I just imagine a lot of COVID idiots and Brexiteers going, hmm, we must listen to these two reasonable men. Yeah, quite. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but if, if that happened to be the case, you know, I would just like, you know, say, Hello and welcome. Please, yeah, but please, you know, just pay attention to what we're saying. And if you don't believe us, just start doing a bit of research and, and don't rush back to the pub because think about it. Leicester has just gone into lockdown because we've just discovered that the data we've been being fed didn't include up to 90% of the figures that people needed to know yeah. about because it didn't include the tests that we'd paid private companies to to do it didn't include those results so you go well no well we're not getting an accurate figure then what's the point of even doing them tests if we're not going to know the results we're just giving some company money for nothing but that's but it was a ridiculous number i don't remember the number exactly but it was something like i don't know it it was up to 90 oh yeah but they were saying like oh have we got any people around here that got covid yeah there's about eight about eight of them yeah yeah that's all and and in actual fact, the number was more like nine hundred and eight. Yeah, you know, it, it it was such a mass. It was a chasm, you know, of difference. Yeah. Um. 
And and then when Boris was asked about it, he said that he spoke to the mayor and the mayor never said anything about it. And the mayor said, I fucking did. I was asking for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was asking for the information. Oh, he never mentioned it to us. But equally, yeah. that mayor got caught breaking the rules on lockdown. Did he? Yeah. So, you know, it's no wonder they've been in... Leicester's been terrible because, again, and it was the particularly over the early days of lockdown where it wasn't an order. Stuff was still open, you know, because it was, should you be, you know, is it the law that it's closed or is it we're asking you not to open? Most of Leicester stayed open. And you can see there's other patches around the country that, for example, you know, you can see spikes in areas that were attended by people that went to the, essentially the far right response to the Black Lives Matter movement protests. Whereas those protests themselves haven't shown spikes that were related because the the protesters were actually wearing masks and trying to set to to socially distance as much as they could. So the impact of that, yeah. there was some, and they were out and they were outside. Yeah, the impact of some was you know there was some, but it wasn't the massive spike that people were going. Oh, this is going to be terrible. So many people. Whereas the next day, where you had all the you know the the gammony skinheads sort of fight, actually fighting the police. Uh, after that, in those towns where those people came from, yeah, they were all, you know, spiking and, and still doing a risk of being locked down again because, you know, people are still in those areas denying the the facts of reality, the science that's available. So please, you know, Weatherspoons are going to be plague ships, not pubs. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got to stay away from them because they'll be full of idiots that just don't care. The, the, I mean, you got think they've announced this big thing earlier in the week. The legislation for it came out at three o'clock this afternoon. That's how much thought they've, they've put into the laws. It's 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 just back back of a fag packet politics. It's you know on the fly, on the cuff, all the time. There's no planning. There's no strategy. We're in real danger unless people take control of it themselves and go. I'm just going to go back to as much lockdown as I possibly can. And if your work makes you go back and you have to go back, you know, I'm not going to criticize you for that. But no. take as much precaution as you can and hold your employer to every oh, yeah. health and safety responsibility to the letter of the law that they have to protect you. Don't take any crap from any customer. That saying, the customer's always right, is gone. That's dead and buried. Let's get that out the window right now because the public know fuck all. And I say that as a retailer that's been working in retail since I was, what, 13 and off and on. And now I can finally say it with absolute confidence that no one's going to argue with me. The public is not always right. The customer is not always right. The customer knows piss all in most situations and on global pandemics they absolutely know nothing about your safety as a retailer so please if you're having having to work please take care of yourself yeah my eldest daughter uh she just had a training uh morning she works for a big restaurant chain and um she went went in there and she said they're they've been really thorough really thorough i mean you're looking at um Oh, what did she say now? Uh, oh, my God. What was it? I think they normally have 70 tables and they're only going to be having 25, um, something like that. And they're only having tables of four or six. Um, they've got one table of, for eight and they're not going to be using that. 
but it's it's uh, just for uh, up to six, and people have to order. Um, they they have to either order from an app, or yep. if they're old school, they have a printed menu that's disposable, um, and they're not allowed to go to the bar. The bar has to you know bring drinks to them. Um, you know the the toilets are cleaned. Uh, it was originally fifteen minutes, but it's every hour now. And all these things she was telling me, and, I'm, and they've all got uh, the face masks, and you know, and they, they're working in bubbles as well. So there's seven of them. There's, you know, the the chef and the waitress and and the bar staff, and, and there's and there's there's this seven that might work four days, and then there's another seven that work the other three days or whatever. But they don't mix. They don't. Yeah. They don't get to work with each other just in case one of the clients comes in and also they're taking a survey from the clients um they don't have to fill it in but you know it's an idea if they do and they just say look all we want is your your name your your address your you know phone number you know you you've come here mm-hmm. and you've eaten it's just in case it turns out that somebody's got cover we can contact you you know it can well, be used to trace well there's it, pubs i mean restaurants doing track and tracing better yeah. than the government that's exactly what I was going to say. That's that's the very fundamental basics of track and trace because I th- uh, I'm not sure if we discussed it in a previous week's podcast about the little Welsh village that did their own version because the yes. local councillor was a scientist. It's exactly that. We did it with pen and paper. We said, right, let's track everybody. Where have you been? Who have you been seeing? Where, you know, and, and they, they limited the numbers down there because, and just did a very basic local level track and trace. In the absence of an app, that's all we've got left. And we've got to mm. try and start collating that information being responsible on a national level we need to be you know consolidating that information and getting some real numbers and some real track and trace going the very you know the german system's now got something along the lines of 40 million downloads yeah you know it's like come on we're so far behind the curve on the uh, dealing with this situation a second lockdown is inevitable we're gonna well just just having a look yeah, um, I'm I'm on newscientist.com. I'm looking at the coronavirus deaths as of the 3rd of July. Uh, cumulative deaths by the number of days since the 20th death. Um, and in 100 and, where are we, 120 days, um, South Korea, uh, 100 and something like 170 deaths. And they that, that that's a flattened curve, all right? That's, that's flat. Uh, Denmark is uh, about 100, and that's flat. Norway's flat, that's at about 90. Uh, Australia is flat, uh, and that's at about um, 75. China is... Uh, Wuhan has just had uh, extra deaths uh, because of um, th- there was something going on, I think of another food factory, but it's, it's basically flat, and that's at about 1,700 uh, deaths since the 20th death since since you know it really kicked off so so china has still only got something like 1700 deaths and then you go to germany germany's got something like like this map now uh, it, the way it goes is china sweden germany russia india now the thing is from from sweden and germany which are still the the, the curve is basically flat russia's still going up India still going up, Mexico still going up, Spain and France and Italy have flattened the curve. Uh, the UK is is it looks kind of flat, but it's that's because they're not providing the the, the information. Data. You know yeah. the data's not there, right? And the US, 
But Brazil is still on this trajectory of going up as well. So the top three, the, the US is 150,000 deaths since yeah. since the first 20. Um, Brazil is not far off. And the UK, I mean, what are we now? 70,000 deaths uh, as of the 3rd of July that, that we know of. So we've still got this. We don't know how many people have died. We don't know how many people have got it. This whole track and trace thing, Matt Hancock promising that we were going to have a 1,000 tests a day and then it was 2,000, whatever. Not a 1,000, sorry, 100,000. 100,000 tests a day by the end of May. Never happened, never happened in June either. This is a big problem because test and trace shows you where the people uh, are infected, who they've met, where they've been. The £12 million wasted on an app that was a complete waste of time when they could have used the German one, which is open source, but they didn't want to do that. In fact, every every piece of uh, help that they've been offered by any European country has been turned away and they've basically said, no, we can do this. We can do this because we're British. And it turns out uh, we can't do this. What we are good at is killing people. That's what we're good at. So there you go. That's uh, what we think about what's been going on with COVID uh, in the UK. And, you know, if you've got any questions, if you've got anything you want to point out to us, please get in touch with us. Uh, you can find me on uh, in, on Twitter, Chris Doc Strange, and also uh, the dude at Holy Mole. And, um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed that. I know it's just two guys having a rant, having a ramble. But, you know, this is stuff that we've, we've looked at, we've read. Uh, I, I know... It, the dude is far more erudite than I am. I get all emotional and I get all excited and I start tripping over my words um, because, you know, you are smarter than I am when it comes to this uh, kind of thing. Uh, I, I just know that I, I'm very good at knowing what's right, what the right thing is to do, you know. Um, I've got a good conscience. I, I've, I've got good morals. And when something's wrong, I'll, I'll point it out. And, uh, and and you're the guy that's that's got all the data and everything. So thanks for that. Is there anything you'd like to say to our lovely listeners uh, as we leave them to carry on with their lives? Just reiterating what we said before. Stay at home as much as you can. If you have got to go out, wear a mask. Please don't enter a Weatherspoons or any other pub for that matter while this crazy, crazy government decides what it's going to do other than try and kill us as fast as they can. Good advice. Thanks very much for listening to Doc Strange and the Dude. Look after yourself. Be kind to yourself. Stay safe. And you know what? It will get better eventually. Look after yourself. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. is falling down on its knees the big top is crumbling down it's raining in Baltimore 50 miles east where you should be no one's around I need a phone call I need a raincoat I need a big love I need a phone call
these train conversations are passing me by And I don't have nothing to say You get what you pay for But I've got no intention Of living this way
you need clarity in a world gone mad, you can tweet at Chris Doc Strange or at Holy Mole. Doc Strange and the Dude is a Strange Mole production.